The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition. With Gary Ray, in our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Today is December 30th already, 2014. Hope everyone had a great Christmas. Do you believe we're only one more day away from bringing in a new year, 2015? This year just went so darn fast for me. Uh, By the way, gentlemen, Happy New Year early. Thank you, Gary. (laughs) All right. I'm your host, Gary Ray. I hope everyone had a chance to listen to last week's show. We had Mark Woods, the CEO and president for Operation org. They sound like a very, well, actually a very unique organization. If you missed the program, be sure to listen to the archive show, which, by the way, can be heard anytime, anywhere, and on any device by going to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Joining me today, we have Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired. Sir, how are you doing this morning? Just great, and as always, it's great to be with our great team and our guests today. All right. And we also have Jim Klug. He's the National Historian for the Military Order of the Purple Heart. How are you doing this morning? Gary, I'm doing great, and uh, gosh, a little insight here. I'm happy to join you here in the great state of Florida at the National Headquarters for the uh, American Heroes Radio Program. Yeah, I just wish it was a little cooler than 80. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard about the uh, the first American Heroes Breakfast Club? It's located at the 1876 Heritage Inn in Orange City, Florida, in the Red Roof Cafe. Just show them your picture ID card or military ID, and you'll receive free breakfast every Monday and Tuesday until further notice. This is all being made possible by Complete Parachute Solutions and Defending Freedom Warrior Weekend. Hey, guys, thanks for caring about our vets. There's another affiliate for the American Heroes Breakfast Club. It's located in Medford, Oregon, and that's for your West Coast vets. Jim, tell us about Punkies and what day and time they meet. Well, we're so uh, thankful for the inclusion, Gary, and uh, for the opportunity to bring veterans together. Uh, It's a tremendous group. We meet every single Wednesday, and uh, the vets start coming in at about 7 in the morning. Our meeting actually kicks off at 8 at uh, Punky's Diner, located right in glorious Medford, Oregon. Connie, Jim, uh, her husband, uh, and all of the staff there, and they do such a tremendous job. We have in excess of 50 veterans that meet every single week, and uh, it's a glorious time. Thanks that's for the opportunity fantastic. and inclusion, Gary. That's fantastic, that many vets showing up. Well, I'll tell you what, let's get right to our guests. And, and Jim, well, first of all, our title for today's show is The Body Keeps the Score. And Jim, why don't you, you have the honors of introducing our guest. 
And it is an honor, Gary. Thank you for that. Uh, our guest today is Dr. Bissell van de Kolb. He is a clinical psychiatrist and a pioneer in the research of traumatic stress. His innovative work integrates brain science, attached research, and mind-body medicine techniques to understanding and treating trauma. His brain image studies on uh, trauma's impact on childhood development and the effects of therapy such as yoga, uh, neo, uh, neurofeedback, uh, eye movement, and dissemination and reprocessing theater and motivates on traumatic stress have impacted the care and treatment of victims all over the world. If we went and gave all of the doctor's credentials, we could probably need a, an extension. But just briefly, he's a professor at Department of Psychiatrists, Boston University School of Medicine, founder of the medical and medical director of the Trauma Center in Brookline, Massachusetts, director of the National Childhood Stress Trauma Network, just to name a few. And we're so happy to welcome you, Doctor. Thank you for joining us this morning. Good welcome, morning. Doctor. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. Doctor, you know your book was awesome. Uh, your your publisher sent me a copy, and I got a chance to read a good 90% of it. And I believe the understanding of trauma is the whole key here. After trauma strikes, survivors are expected to simply go on with their lives. So when the terror of domestic violence, sexual assault, combat, street violence continues to haunt them, Victims usually blame themselves for being crazy, weak, or uh, just beyond hope. How has recent research showed us how understanding trauma can open up new avenues to recover and to feeling fully alive again? Well, uh, I think a very big thing that we found over the past 20 years or so is that in your primitive part of your brain, your part of your brain that's devoted to survival, that part of your brain goes into hyperdrive after having been traumatized and your brain changes to become more alert for danger, to, um, to look beyond what's happening, to see what else might be going on that puts you in danger. And your filters sort of open up to overinterpret sounds and lights and sensations as being harbingers of threat. So it's a very primitive response, and it cannot be dealt with by understanding or telling people just make it go away, uh, because your brain has changed, and your brain has changed to function better under very traumatic circumstances, but not to function all that well when life is quiet and peaceful and calm. All right. Now... What exactly is trauma? And you mentioned that it's one of our biggest public uh, health threats. Well, trauma is uh, an event that happens that overwhelms your coping mechanisms. That's, uh, you know, we are an amazingly resilient species. We're able to put up with a lot of bad stuff. That's how come there's so many of us. We keep making more of us. So we are a very resilient species. But at some point, it just becomes too much your brain becomes overwhelmed and starts getting, um, either shuts down or stays in hyperdrive. And so when you stay, you, when, you continue, when your brain gets changed to, to be too shut down or to stay hyperdrive, then you need to start doing things to help the brain calm down and get refocused on being present. Uh-huh. Interesting. Wow. Yes, uh, I know Bill, 
Bill, you had a question before the show even started um, uh, about, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yes, Dr. Bessel, this is Bill again, and and, you know, I, uh, as we uh, were discussing before the show started, and I'd like to even preface this even more, we're thinking about uh, those men and women who served our great country back in uh, World War II, uh, starting in the early 1940s, uh, their exposure uh, to combat and stress and uh, when they returned to us, I, I can remember as a kid at that time uh, that, uh, you know, we had great respect for these individuals coming back to us, to home and community. But uh, there was something wrong uh, with them that, uh, you know, and we didn't have an identification at that particular point in time that we made reference to them as being shell-shocked. Uh, because we had no other other term to address that with other than that. But these individuals had uh, had terrible combat fatigue, and it affected them and their families over a long period of time. And as we discussed uh, very shortly before the show started, about uh, with first responders and uh, those who continue to uh, to serve uh, in combat and harm's way, uh, is there a difference there, or is it pretty much the same as uh, UC trauma? Well, it has many similarities and overlaps, um, but... What I see in the people I treat who are first responders versus uh, combat veterans, in combat, the trauma oftentimes is something that happens to your friends and to your bodies. And so it becomes part of you and somebody who you cared for and who was your, who protected you gets blown away. And then oftentimes people blame themselves and feel terribly guilty about having survived. And so it becomes more of an issue of what happens between people. And one of the hardest things about uh, combat is you get so attached to the people you share this danger with. These become the most important people in your life. And, you know, these old ties never disappear because you have gone through so much together. And, uh, you know, as very early in my career, I was impressed with the issue of... uh, the love that soldiers feel for their comrades and the death of a comrade just just devastating and made it very hard for people to re-engage with new people in their lives unless they have also experienced combat. Uh, So that's one big issue. First responders, uh, all the same things may also be true, but most of all first responders keep seeing these horrendous images. Uh, Kids who get run over, women have been killed, and so you have these very visual flashbacks. Of course, it may also be true for combat, um, but these images stay in your mind as they're haunting you. And, of course, it happens in both conditions, but uh, first responders, it's sli- slightly more impersonal, but you still are expected to always be in charge, to never fall apart, and to never get overwhelmed by the horror that you witness. And uh, it's very important to cleanse your mind of these images, and uh, we have this very nice technique called EMDR, eye movement desensitization. It seems to be extraordinarily helpful to, for people to just let these images go and uh, to, to not get haunted by them because seeing these things over and over again is very upsetting for people. Well, Doctor, as a, as a follow-up to that uh, of what you've said about those of us who've served in the military, 
there's a carryover effect there also in our families. When we come back to home and community after our experiences on the battlefield and combat, we've got families that we have to deal with. And those kinds of experiences and exposures that we have when we come back, it has a very deleterious impact upon the family. I mean, uh, to the standpoint that it changes families over a long period of time. And in some cases, the fracturing process that comes about that, it causes some families to dissolve. Uh, What what, what are your uh, observations in that area? Well, I think this is a very important issue and something that when I was at the VA, people did not pay attention to. And I was pretty horrified by that because you know, I heard about all these women taking care of their vet- veterans' husbands who were so explosive and angry and withdrawn. And so I thought, well, these women must just be doorstops. They must not be uh, very powerful women. And then I met their wives. They were very impressive people, very dedicated people, hardworking people. But it was very hard for them to connect with their husbands because their husbands oftentimes were preoccupied with the war and people had died and uh, being shut down. And I think being married to, to a traumatized veteran is a very hard thing because your partner oftentimes is not very available. And then it becomes an interpersonal issue, like, oh, my wife is doing this to me, my husband is doing this for me, uh, to me. But that really, for, what it really mean, meant for me is that these guys, at the time it's all guys, Wendy guys, as these Sophia nurses also, um, were still really too traumatized to really be able to be open and gentle and present for their families. And so that really gave me my impetus to start my work on not just uh, having people talk about the trauma, but also helping people's bodies to get back into the room and to be fully present and alert to what's happening right now. Right. I, uh, I was, you know, I, I never, I did not serve in the military, but I certainly got an enormous respect for basic training. We had a yoga program at one point at Camp Lejeune. And what, what struck me is how good the military is to train people to become very good at war. But the military was not very good in training people to go back into civilian life. And basically what I feel we need right now is a basic training to help combat veterans to return to civilian life and to be present when they sit at the dining room table with their kids and to be fully alert. And trauma really interferes with that. All right. Now, if we can hold that thought, we're going to take a break. Uh, Our today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Also, check out our local partners page to see local businesses that support our veteran communities. Just be sure to support them back. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest, Dr. Vanderkoel. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio. Pardon me? I hear you. All right. Powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. We'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier. 
or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Dr. Vissel Vandercole. And uh, Jim, you had a question? Doctor, yes. Uh, combat, uh, both Bill and I uh, served. Uh, tours in Vietnam, and uh, I have the distinction of uh, having been wounded several times in Vietnam and uh, have received the Purple Heart and um, for those wounds. And uh, my question, what are, the, what, what are trauma's long-term effects on the body? Is that something you can, you can, you can yeah, the put long-term together? Effect is, that, is that your body keeps sort of stuck in in combat. Your 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 mind knows it's over, but your body still feels under threat, so it doesn't calm itself down. It keeps secreting stress hormones. You keep activating your organ systems, and that has a very deleterious effect on the body. And it's, uh, veterans have a much higher rate of illness as they grow older. Uh, they die earlier. Uh, if they have PTSD, because the PTSD really um, keeps that organism in the state of hyper alert and overdrive, and so getting that body to feel calm and to feel safe is a, an enormously important issue. And on a very elementary level, that your body needs to calm down, feel comfortable know that you're okay, that you're no longer in combat, and you need to feel that in every cell of your body, basically. Wow. Uh, Doctor, this is Bill again. I, you know, I, 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 I'm so impressed with that uh, uh, suggestion that you offered up as basic training for our returning men and women uh, to home and community. And I'd, I, I, I'd, I'd like, if you would, to make a connection with that and what the, 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 the most uh, uh, challenging experience that we're dealing with now with suicides. As, as, as Jim mentioned, he and I both were on the ground in Vietnam. We lost 58,210 of our brave men and women on the battlefield. As we returned, we, uh, we, we, we did not re 
reintegrate as we should have reintegrated. We ended up with all kinds of situations where with uh, uh, self-medicating drugs, alcohol, homelessness, and then the ultimate situation with those of us who serve in Vietnam is taking our lives by way of suicides in greater numbers than our battlefield casualties and today we're in a period where we're losing and we've accepted 22 suicides per day. Right. Idiot. Yeah. And, and to my mind, uh, my somewhat educated mind, uh, that's because you cannot reconnect with people because your body is in such a state of hyper alertness, of suspicion, of not feeling connected with people, you feel like an outsider, um, you cannot appreciate that other people have their own lives because you're so riled up and agitated inside. Uh, that, that's the core of the alienation. And indeed, it's very important for people to have access to jobs and job training, um, and that's a very important part of the recovery. But as long as the body stays agitated and as long as you feel viscerally threatened, it's hard to connect. It's hard to feel like you're home. And so that body needs to be calmed down. That body needs to feel safe. And, uh, you know, we just did the first NIH-sponsored study on yoga, for example. And yoga turned out to be a very, very good treatment to help people to return into their bodies to become calm. Um, martial arts probably would do the same thing. Uh, um, sword fighting, kendo, um, jiu-jitsu, uh, there's always of, of using those ex- that excess stra- stress hormones to engage with people to feel alive right now. But you need to feel all that energy and use it to engage with people in high energy activities. And so you need to return to your body and learn to feel safe in your own body. That may also involve touch, massages, Things like Feldenkrais, just helping people to feel safe in their own bodies, to feel calm. Um, that's not what our culture is like. Our culture is blaring televisions, screens, loud noises. About the, the veterans I knew in Hawaii went to Waimea Valley and lived in the old places all by themselves because any sound and any intrusion would disturb them too much. So get that body to become calm is very important. The um, thing that I use for that also is something called neurofeedback, um, where we have people play computer games with their own brainwaves, and we can help their brainwaves to become calm and focused so people can become still. Uh, so the, the term that's sort of out there in the culture is the word, the word mindfulness. It's the word of being able to sort of notice what you feel, feeling safe inside, observing what's going on, instead of running around like you, like a chicken with the head cut, cut off. But you need to get in that same space in your body. You can just feel your butt in a chair. You can hear the sounds of whatever is going on outside, and the birds and the traffic, and to notice where you are. Jim? So the brain uh, uh, needs to be wired to be present in the here and now. Jim, I was just going to say uh, 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 the, 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 the doctor just provided us with a powerful message. I returned from, from Vietnam in 1968, 
And, uh, and right to this day, I'm the last person in my house to shut down and go to bed because yep. uh, I have this feeling that I'm still on the point. I'm still in the bunker, which I, uh, I volunteered for every evening because I was responsible for about 20 uh, individuals. And I wanted to make sure if anything happened that I was going to be the first to have to deal with that. So I'm the last one to shut down, to cut the lights on because off because I'm checking around the house, the outside, to make sure everything is safe. And, 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 and it sounds to me what you just said, Doctor, is what I've just revealed about my experience. Yeah, and, and Doctor, I've got, I've got to say this too, excuse me, I, uh, I'd like to invite all 235,000 veterans and support family members and friends of to raise their right hand right at this moment and say, praise God for what you're saying, Doctor, and I think as we, as we, if we could gaze out and see all 235,000 listeners at this very moment and say, how many are holding their hand up and say, Doctor, you're, you're saying stuff that is just striking right to our, and making us feel like for the first time, like Bill and I, I returned in 68 too and was told to shut up and get on with my life and quit moaning. Yep. And after two tours and uh, hand-to-hand combat in the Tet Offensive and Hill 875, it was just, I was told to get on with life and shut up, get on with it. And so Bill was the same. And here you get, here you get Bill Forbes, a lieutenant uh, colonel and a, you know, I mean, you're talking a, a fearsome warrior, and uh, yeah. here we are, and we came back, and within less than two days, we're back on the street and, and being uh, told to get on with life. See, your story is such a typical story for me. It comes out of caring. It comes out of that amazing thing you see in the military, as much, more than almost any place in the world, is this deep responsibility that people take for each other, and a deep sense of... Uh, of responsibility, caring, looking out for each other. It's really an astounding part of the military experience. And then when somebody dies, you blame yourself. And you say that I didn't do a good enough job. You try harder. You try harder. You get stuck in that I try harder uh, position where you feel you're never doing enough. And then you come home and people say, just calm down, man. Just It's all over. But you're still living there. And it's oh my God. like you're, it happened yesterday and uh, happened this morning. And that's how it is. That's what traumatic stress is about. And how do you, uh, how, how do you feel safe enough to go to bed at 10 without drinking and to say, it's time to turn in tomorrow morning. We want, I want to get up and plant the garden or whatever. And to, get, to return that, to that calm civilian life, which is so hard for so many veterans. I agree, Doctor. Uh, you know, I, I think maybe as a as a as another uh, sad reality for uh, really all of us on the radio here with you uh, today. Uh, you know, on the interview side, we were given medication as the cure, the band aid that's going to fix all, and very little counseling, if any. And uh, we're challenged in our geographical area where I live for you know uh, that psychiatric staff that can that can speak to our hearts and to our bodies and 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 heal those wounds that our bodies and our minds endured um and so instead they give us medication and by and large i am so supportive of the va the only place i would look for a little bit of uh, or for a a measured amount of increase of effort would be that 
for the PTSD, uh, and I add the D on there because I certainly have the D. I have the disorder. After all of these years, some 47 years, I've dealt with it without any real other than medication. And that's only recently. Before the medication, there was nothing. So, and I know I'm speaking for a lot of other veterans out there that are in the same category. And uh, believe me, you have a listening audience that's hearing your words today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not anti-medication, but medication is a stopgap. It's a way of just getting that night's sleep. And that's important. Or just a way of not blowing up all the time. But it's not, it doesn't cure people. It doesn't help people to leave the trauma behind. And so uh, you, cannot, you should never substitute drugs for real therapy. And I think a lot of the real ter- therapy comes from uh, reestablishing caring relationships with other people. You know, the, the glory of combat is those caring relationships. And, uh, and I think soldiers miss that when they come home of these deep responsibilities that people have for each other, deep caring that they have for each other. And so getting people together to in mutual help situations, very, very important. Right. Um, I have friends who have apps where people can call each other and rely on each other at all times. That's right. Um, well, it's, it's, it's that time again, break time. Uh, yeah. Just don't forget about the American Heroes Network loyalty brands that provide financial support for the military or the Purple Heart and veterans and their and veterans and military families. To learn more about it, just go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest, Dr. Bissell Vandercore. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. 
Well, welcome back. We're here with our guest, Dr. Bissell Vandekol. And uh, Bill, you had a question. Well, it's a it's a, a comment to the interest that Dr. Bessel has uh, with uh, coping uh, with uh, this uh, uh, stress and the trauma. And the doctor had mentioned about uh, yoga that he wanted to uh, discuss. And I'd just like to say, Dr. Bessel, in the vet centers now uh, that the VA sponsors, yoga is one of those uh, activities that's available for uh, uh, veterans who uh, suffer from post-traumatic stress uh, and who do not to come in and also to bring their family members along to participate with them. So certainly we'd like to hear you uh, uh, embellish upon that. Definitely. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, people, people oftentimes are reluctant to do yoga because it's such a silly and alien thing for many people. And, uh, but we got into yoga when we studied the brain and noticed that a particular part of the brain, your reptilian brain, your very primitive arousal system in your brain, is so disturbed in PTSD. And um, it was clear that by learning how to breathe differently and to breathe more slowly and to breathe in harmony with yourself, you can calm your brain down. And so the one technique that uses that, that breathing piece is yoga. So we decided to start yoga uh, treatment. And we did a study. And it turned out that yoga is extraordinarily helpful to get people out of that hyper-arousal traumatic stress state and to get them to re-experience who they are, to experience the internal world. You know, um, the reason that my book is called The Body Keeps a Score is because the trauma is not so much the story of what happened a long time ago, but that you carry all this stuff inside of your body. So you feel constantly frazzled, upset, agitated, have sensations that are inside of you that are so unpleasant. And so what most traumatized people try to do is to run away from themselves as hard as they can, like by drinking or frantically being involved in stuff. But you need to come home. You need to come home to yourself and to notice what goes on inside of yourself and develop a loving relationship to your body, to yourself. You need to learn to take care of what you feel and how you feel and welcome your feelings. And that's a very hard thing to do when you're agitated, upset, and hate yourself. But becoming still and breathing and noticing what happens inside of you and developing a loving relationship to your internal processes is an essential part of getting better. Not like a nice little addition, but it's without it, you cannot get better. Uh, there is no, you cannot have a mind without becoming mindful. You cannot be a person without really getting involved with yourself as a person. Uh, and that is the beginning. And I think yoga is one particular good way of doing it. But I wouldn't be surprised if singing in a church choir or singing in some group, which also gets people's breath moving and harmony between people might also be very helpful. Nobody is going to give us money to study the efficacy of choral singing, but boy, I know a lot of people, particularly people whose ancestors grew up in slavery, who I think survived because of choral singing. Yeah. I don't know, but did you ever hear, did you ever hear Jim sing? 
<laughs> I've heard him sing. I've heard some other people sing. <laughs> you know, I, you know, you, you, the way it sounds, it's like uh, yoga is a self-treatment without, you know, no downsides to it. Is that the way? Um, it, it is very safe. It's very safe. Yes. People can get very upset. You know, becoming still and meeting yourself can be as upsetting as your kids meeting you. When you're a combat soldier and adolescent kids, they get they're scared of you. And when you start being yourself, you make it scared of yourself also. Say, boy, I don't like that person who I'm meeting, you know. And so when you do yoga, you may meet somebody who you don't particularly like, but you better start learn to get along with him, you know. Yeah, boy. See, that's all of that is. Um, uh, it's scary to hear that because uh, I know for Bill and I, having been with Eleven Bravo and Eleven Charlie Infantry. Uh, MOSs uh, where we were out in three canopy jungle and still just like you said Bill every night every day every moment I have to find a place where I've got something solid behind me and things are in front of me nothing ever behind me and then something's behind it's it's worry time and so that but I've never done yoga but doctor you you inspire that question to my VA providers to say I want this where can I go get it but and so, so when you go to yoga class, you're going to sit in the back of your yoga class with your back against the wall because that's, <laughs> that's, that's right. That's so fair, you know, huh? And as you start getting better, maybe you'll move one little seat forward, and maybe somebody's <laughs> in the back of you, and you start thinking, "I'm feeling safe enough to have somebody in the back of me." And it's a very visceral piece that needs to be addressed. Huh? And it's exactly what you described: not going to bed because every the periphery needs to be. Perimeter needs to be secured, not sitting behind where people behind you can do something to you. It's very visceral. It's not rational. You know, it's crazy to do that, but you do it because that's your very primitive brain that has been set to make sure that everybody's okay. And so that is what the part of us that we need to deal with is that to make those very core parts of us safe. And so there's yoga studios all over. I mean, it's very hard to find a place in the U.S., where you cannot do yoga. Not that all yoga instructors would know how to do this, but we certainly have a very active yoga training program. Uh, we have people, we've ha- trained hundreds of people around the world. I'm sure there's other places who also train yoga instructors. And again, I'm not saying that yoga is the answer, but that meeting yourself, feeling yourself, breathing, noticing your body, allowing yourself to feel your body as it is, is one component of getting better. Wow. Coming home. Wow. Those powerful words, Those doctor. Yeah. 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 Dr. Besso, uh, 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 along with yoga, as you've talked about, of which the vet centers offer, uh, there's also a great emphasis now on uh, group therapy uh, with uh, individuals who have post-traumatic stress. I mean, groups of anywhere from 8 to 10, 12 individuals where they might meet once a week, once every two weeks to discuss what the, 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 the conditions 
and the situations that they're dealing with. Uh, and and I, you know, I'm finding, because I participate uh, with uh, some of these individuals, that there are some serious things that they are talking about sometimes uh, as far as uh, uh, suicide is concerned. But when they get in this group with the, with the other members and they bring that up, it seems like it, there's a calming effect to some of those dangerous ideas that they may have about directing towards themselves. Uh, it, it, can you tell us a little bit more about group therapy and how that may uh, help in this situation? Well, you know, one of our fundamental needs as people is we need to be known and we need to be seen. And traumatized veterans isolate themselves and are filled with shame, self-hatred, rage, all that sort of stuff. Um, and when you meet with other people who see you for who you are, who understand how you feel, who uh, can relate to seeing your body being blown up, to who can relate to the atrocities that you have witnessed and been part of, who can can help you to deal with all that horrible stuff, is enormously comforting. And warriors have always gathered afterwards in groups to discuss what happened to them. And if you don't have a group like that, I think it's going to be very hard to bear, to bear the burden all by yourself. Uh, so sharing with people, absolutely essential. There's a downside to it, though. The downside is that, and you know, I did, I've done a lot of groups in my life. The downside is that if your only group becomes your combat group, your, your group of veterans, and those become the most important people in your life, it becomes very hard to move on with your life. And so many vets get stuck in their trauma and keep telling the trauma stories over and over again. So personally, I'm more of a fan of people um, very early on in treatment to really become part of a very intense group, to share with each other, but not do it for longer, let's say, than two years. And that gets me into the next piece that I am a very strong advocate for and something that we also do in practice. And that's at some point, you need to make a product. You need to create something that's new. And my favorite product is theater. Um, you know, some of you may have heard about the theater of war. Uh, that was a very popular uh, thing about a few years ago where a group of soldiers went around the country playing an old Greek drama. Um, and that's just one way of doing it. But one way of coming back to life is to do something right now in which you can portray what happened to you. So one of my favorite treatments is after people have told their stories and after people are bonded to each other, then to get a theater director in there and to have them transform their own experience into a play where they write together what has happened to them, they play different roles, and they change their position the group from somebody who is suffering and who has, has terrible experiences to somebody who becomes a very good actor, a very good singer, a very good writer, a very good set designer, so they can take their experience and show it to their community. If I might rather, in every community in America, um, veterans would recreate their trauma in a way, but in a very organized public way, and show it to the public what they're, what they're struggling with. And then you get out of your individual misery, 
and you move from being an individual who's been traumatized to a person who contributes his or her trauma story to something that helps the whole community to understand that they're suffering from. Wow. Wow. Powerful. And then it gets you away from this passive. Uh, Our culture is so passive. You know, as a soldier, you're very active. You do stuff all the time. But our culture is a very TV, sit on your butt, swilling beer type culture. And we need to get off our butts. Now, in order to overcome your trauma, you need to do something new. You need to create something new. You need to bond together with other people around a new project. And not a project of just talking about the past, but also a project of creating something for the future. Bill, Bill, you know more about uh, probably all of us about the VA and their procedures. Do they offer yoga? Uh, by the way, classes at the VA. Oh, oh, oh yes, in the uh, in the vet center, as I prefaced before. Oh, the vet centers. Okay. Yeah, uh, the Dr. Bessel started talking. Yes, in the vet centers, it's available. It's free of charge. There's no cost, and right. uh, and they encourage you to bring your family my, uh, members along, spouses, right. significant others, to be there and be a part of that exposure to the uh, yoga training. And and, it, and and as the days go by, it's getting more and more popular and we're showing up in greater numbers all right well we're going to take a break be sure to check out our sponsor first class merchant services if you own a business and you're interested in saving money give them a call right now it's first class merchant services it's 407 4010772 that's 4074010772 don't forget to go to our American Heroes Network Facebook page and like us i'm Gary Ray along with Bill Jim and our guest Dr. Vandercole you're listening to the American Heroes Network radio powered by Voice America on a variety channel and we'll be right back Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. 
If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Dr. Vanderhoel. And uh, Jim, you have a question? Doctor, I'll be brief because there's so much that you need to share with us and it's so important. Uh, yes. You mentioned earlier neurofeedback and EMDR. Please tell us more, would you please? But, well, you know, uh, trauma is in part about certain memories becoming stuck in your mind and in your brain and not being able to go on with it. So at some point, people need to visit, revisit the old scene and look at it and see what happens and look at it um, with compassion for themselves. Um, the VA has adopted techniques that I think are not always all that good. And that is that they force people to relive their trauma, even though they may not be ready for it. And blasting people with the memory of what happened in the past uh, may actually be very hazardous to people's health. Uh, because just facing the same horror over and over again without feeling safe in your body is, in fact, a traumatizing experience. You get re-traumatized by it. So what we have been working very hard on for a very long time now in my center is to devise techniques where people can visit the trauma but not become overwhelmed by it. And one of the most effective techniques that we have studied, studied with funding from the National Institute of Health, is EMDR. It's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which sets up sort of a dreamlike state where people go and visit the trauma, but they don't get overwhelmed by it, and they oftentimes can lay it to rest. And so the important thing is that, you know, traumatized people revisit the trauma over and over again, uh, they get freaked out by it, and then they feel worse. So the, the, the critical issue is to be with somebody, that's a therapist, who can very gently help you to, to safely see what happened back there while you continue to be firmly rooted in the here and now, while you know, okay, right now I'm sitting in my, in my case in my office in, in Boston, and I'm visiting something that happened to me a long time ago, but my butt is firmly in the chair right now. I know that it's December 30th, 2014, and uh, I'm not back there at the drama again. And when you get into the position of knowing where you are and to very gently visit the past, you can begin to lay it to rest. We call it integration, uh, which is not desensitization. And fortunately, many VAs do provide people with EMDR, which in our research had the best outcome of any uh, NIMH-funded studies on uh, PTSD. So that's one way. Um, it's this very interesting thing right now that some friends and colleagues of mine in South Carolina are giving uh, veterans and policemen uh, a drug called ecstasy and have very good results. It makes perfect sense to me because ecstasy also is, again, it's a drug that helps people to be very calm, very peaceful, and very alert. And when you feel calm and peaceful and alert but focused on the present, you can revisit the, the past without becoming freaked out by it. So the big issue here is don't revisit the past if you get freaked out by it because it will just mess you up further. Um, 
to the last issue, which I wanted to cover here, and that is a lot of traumatized people's brains are just running, 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 uh, which makes it very hard for them to focus on what's going on, to learn from experience. They're just too frazzled and too in hyperdrive to take in new experiences. And so the big issue, one big issue in being traumatized is that it's so hard to take in new information because your brain is stuck in the past. And, and so you need to get that brain to become, become calm. Meditation, yoga, martial arts can calm that brain down. But if people are too hyper uh, to do that, uh, we use neurofeedback. And uh, there are some uh, DOD centers for neurofeedback in various primary locations. I don't think that the VA is doing it anywhere. But I'm happy to have this forum to actually urge people to start doing neurofeedback because it's better than medications and it's, it's a technique where you play computer games with your own brain waves. You can help your brain uh, to become calmer and more focused uh, by creating calmer brain waves and connecting different parts of your brain that have become disconnected. Again, in my book, chapter 19 is about neurofeedback in which I talk much more about it. It's really quite a fairly complex topic, hard to explain entirely on the radio program, uh, but it's something that is, is very important in my, in my comprehensive treatment for PTSD. Uh, <clears throat> Doctor, how can I get, go about getting your book? Uh, you can get it in Barnes & Noble, so you can get it on Amazon, you can get it, it's widely available, it's uh, uh-huh. uh, most bookstores. Right. And, and if they want to learn, if they want to uh, learn a little bit more about you, uh, uh, do you have a website? I have a website. There's two websites. One is my name, pestelvanderkolk.com, pestel with b s s e l v a n d e r k o l k dot com, and our center is called the Trauma Center, and the website of the Trauma Center is traumacenter.org. So www.traumacenter.org, and we have lots of materials uh, on our. Uh, Thomas at the website that can help you with all this. All right. Well, we only have a couple minutes left, and Doctor, uh, uh, we, it was a. I think we'll all agree here that it was a pleasure having you on the show. Right, guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a pleasure talking yeah. to you guys because you taught me what I know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, Doctor, uh, what would you like to share with our listeners uh, in closing? Um, take charge of your own healing. Don't wait for outsiders to do it for you. Uh, read books. Uh, my book is a good beginning, but there's other books also that can be very helpful. Uh, David Grossman's books are very helpful. Achilles of Vietnam by Jonathan, uh, what's his name? Uh, very helpful. Uh, sorry. Uh, oh, my favorite book, Carl Melantes, M-A-R-L-A-N-T-S, What It's Like to Go to War. Every warrior should read that book. It was a road scholar who enlisted to go to Vietnam, so he's your guy's age. And he is so smart and wrote this astounding book about his pilgrimage to recovery. Um, I mean, any soldier would be able to deeply relate to that story and how the road is not easy, but if you do it, you can get better. You can retrieve your life. 
right. And that's well, my message. Plug along. All right. Can we well, I appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate your time you're giving to us, uh, Doctor. And Bill. Well, Doctor Bessel, I, I can't begin to to thank you for being with us today, and thank you for your service to uh, what you do uh, in the area of trauma and our veterans. And I'd also like to think that there's a renaissance that's taking place now in the VA and some of these forward-thinking thoughts that you have about how we can treat veterans. Uh, Let's try to see if we can't uh, have an infusion of that and make a difference. That's true. That's very, very true. Jim? I, uh, gosh, Bill, you couldn't say it better, and I am not even going to try. Doctor, <laughs> thank you so very much, and I mean that with all my heart. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank all you right. very much. Thank, thank you. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And, yes, you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime anywhere and on any device just a reminder we have two years of archive shows on demand on the american heroes network.com so check them out i'm your host gary ray signing off and thanks for listening to the american heroes network radio powered by voice america on the variety channel thanks for joining us today and everyone have a safe and prosperous new year see you next year Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our